0: Welcome to the Stiano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Stiano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specialising in breast and body contouring. So this one says, do we offer microtia surgery? Um, so microtia is a congenital abnormality where the ear is um, small or potentially uh, absent, although I guess strictly absent would be anotia, but there might just be a little um, small vestigial ear. Uh, and the answer, the simple answer is no. Microtia surgery is a uh, subspecialty uh, procedure where there would only be a select few plastic surgeons who would be doing that sort of thing. And uh, we don't have anyone at the clinic who does it. And even if we did, would they do it privately? They may may not do it privately. It's the sort of thing you would probably get done on the NHS. It's a pediatric thing for a start-off. So you, it'll be done for children. So I'm not sure where this question is coming from, actually, asking about microtia, because um, I'm not sure if the patient has just got some more minor abnormality of their ears which they're calling microtia because microtia is a uh, quite a specific and can be quite a severe um, abnormality of the ear where it hasn't developed and it involves quite difficult quite uh, extensive often staged surgeries to recreate the ear you often have to Um, sculpt the ear from a piece of cartilage which you often take from the rib, um, bury it underneath the skin over the mastoid for some time and then do another procedure to raise it up to give the ear some projection away from the from the mastoid from the skull. So it's quite difficult surgery, very very subspecialized, and it would only really be done by someone who was um, trained in ear reconstruction. There's only I think for, I'm not sure, but there's not many ear reconstruction units in the country. There is one in Birmingham and there is a surgeon who used to work at the clinic called Mark Lloyd, who does specialize in this sort of thing and this sort of thing he does on a daily basis. So if you're around Birmingham, he would probably be the one that I would recommend, but he no longer works at the clinic. So um, he... um, but there's also David Galt in London, who's well known for this sort of surgery. And there's several others around the country, but there's literally just a handful of surgeons who are doing, who would be doing this sort of surgery. So, um, and it's usually done on the NHS. Um, So uh, the NHS do treat this, I think, quite well. I think Ryan's saying uh, they treat this quite well. So um, what do we got here? Elaine is very well, thank you. Hope you will enjoy your treats. Thank you very much, Elaine. Very kind of you. Elaine, thanks again for everything. Thank you, Elaine. You are a great patient. Uh, Jade has said, if you get botched by other surgeon, can you fix it? Um, and BLGXO has asked something as well on here, on Instagram. So uh, Jade, general principle, yes, is the answer to that. Um, and you know it works both ways jake so i've got to be honest with you full disclosure i've just got a bad review today which i've just read today um on real self um about a patient of mine who then went and got another surgeon and the other surgeon you know basically fixed it made it a lot better and she's a lot happier with with it compared to mine so you know we're not none of us are immune to to problems unfortunately and it is a um you know, what one of the things that I do try and do is make sure I look after patients. And I think all surgeons have a have an onus to look after patients. And I would say that I always say that your first port of call is your original surgeon, um, because they are best placed to treat you and to to fix any problems that occur. Because as I say, we all get problems, I mean, I get problems. I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't get problems, I get problems, we all get problems and issues. But um, the onus that the first onus should be on, you know, the the operating surgeon to fix it. Um, uh, for several reasons. First of all, we know what we've done. Uh, we know what the preoperative state was. We know what we were trying to achieve and whether we we you know we were able to achieve that or not. But also, uh, we've got a vested interest because you have paid the that that surgeon, and if you have to go again, uh, Khan says hello. Hello, Khan then yes in answer to your question would it cost extra to sort out the bodged work well if you if you get another surgeon jade well then yes if you get the same surgeon well then it's debatable and that's why you have to look at the terms and conditions to see uh, what is covered Um, usually you're covered for around six months sometimes 12 sometimes two years variable you're covered for a certain period of time if the result is not what was expected then you won't have to pay the problem comes sometimes jade certainly with what i do in terms of implants um, if someone's not happy with uh, a set of implants in terms of they're too big or too small basically um, then changing the size of the implants may not be covered um, if it's a positioning problem in that the implants aren't positioned right and so they need to be moved if they're too high too low too wide or or asymmetrical then that would be covered but if at that time you wanted the implants to be changed, sometimes you might have to change, uh, pay for the implants, sort of thing. Um, the, the revision will be covered because there's not a problem with the implants, but you're like, oh, well, while well, I'm having changed, I won't have the implants. Here. So there might be a partial cost, there might be no cost, or there might be full cost, depending on when it was and depending on what the problem is. So if it's within a, a, you know, the first six to 12 months, then often that will be fully covered and you have to pay, assuming you're going with the same surgeon. And assuming it's not just a cosmetic issue in terms of the fact, well, obviously it will be cosmetic, but it's just like if they're just too big or too small, that's not covered. But if they're not sitting right, that is covered. Or if there's a problem with them, like infections and stuff, that is covered. Um, But as I say, you would be best placed going with your original surgeon because they would be less likely to charge um because we are very keen to have happy patients and having a negative review is very very harmful um, as i have experienced aujourd'hui and it is very painful because it is you know damaging and upsetting because you don't do this surgery to have unhappy patients you know it is very much a surgery that you want to um have people say, "Wow, what what a great experience that was!" You don't want people uh, a um, not having a great outcome. But as I say, you can't guarantee that everyone will have a great great outcome. But what I try and say, which obviously is not the case because of today's experience, but what I try and say is that you know I will do my best to make it right and um, make people happy, even if they don't get a great outcome. I'll do my best to make it to make it right. Um, where was going with this? But yeah. Anyway, um, sorry, bad <laughs> time to ask me questions like this. Anyway, probably because uh, because. But anyway, yes. Um, go with your original surgeon and give it time. Which I think where some of the problems came with that one. You can't please everyone, but I think you are, and the team are next to none. Next to none. We're next to none. That's very kind, Elaine. Very kind. You cannot please everyone. That is an absolute fact, isn't it? You cannot please everyone. Much as we I you know what, Elaine, I think I'm in the wrong job. Because in this job, you're gonna get people who aren't happy, aren't you? But I do um probably take it to heart more than I should. Anyway, there you go. Thank you, Elaine. Very kind of you to uh say that. Right, I don't know, I feel I should answer this on Instagram. I see Kelly, I've got your question. I've got your question. But um, let's do XO. I had a breast lift with implants under the muscle. I'm now nine months post-op and one implant hasn't dropped. has degree revision is likely required. Is it likely required? How successful is this likely to be? Good question. Uh, BLG XO. Yeah. I mean, I've got to be honest with you BLG breast lift with implants is a big deal. I try and tell everybody that the breast implants, a uh, breast lift with implants is a big deal and you can get problems with them with that surgery um, and particular, if they're under the muscle, I suppose it doesn't matter, but often when they're under the muscle, they that the, they don't necessarily uh, drop fully and, and they can sit high. Um, nine months is a good period of time to wait. Well done for waiting that long, you know, nine to 12 months, really, particularly if in the last few months, nothing's really happened, then nine months is a good time to, to wait. And sometimes you do have to lower the implant and how likely is it to be successful? I mean, what we, as I say, particularly if it's under the muscle, then then you, we just release the muscle, do an inferior capsulotomy, release the muscle, and pull that pull that implant down, and I don't know what to say. BLGXO, very much hope that it will be successful, uh, and it doesn't happen very often. I normally say it'd be probably about once a year. I think that's probably right, about once a year. Um, or less but having said less it's probably about that because you always tend to underestimate your problems um i have to uh, lower a set of implants they're pretty much always under the muscle um and that's it usually although i do recall a case it's going back a few years now where i had to do it again because uh, it kept on getting pulled up by the muscle and it was a real it was a it, it was a difficult problem but you know usually it's 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 corrected i can't give you figures blgx so i don't know and it depends on how bad your problem is um but it's usually something that we would be very hopeful you could correct but you might say well why was it not done in the first place because the muscle can hold that implant high so it is it is a problem and it is something we worry about but usually it does it is successful and the other thing blgxo you've got to think what what's the option i mean assuming it's i mean if it's not that bad i would leave it leave it as long as you can as i say i always avoid, advise people leave it as long as you can because that's going to have the le- less risk of complications because if you do have a revision not only might it not be successful you could have complications you could get an infection you could have a wound problem you could have other problems i hate to say you know having a revision so we wouldn't take on revisions lightly um but it you know if it is a problem then maybe that is the thing to do to go for a revision and As I say, let's be positive about it and very much hope that it's it's going to be successful. Jess, good evening to you. I have seen your comment. Um, Would it have done that one? You can't please everyone. Done that one. Some surgeons charge an extra for dealing with capsule contracture, performing a capsulectomy. Could you tell me why this would be and what it actually entails, please? I'm basing this on replacing old implants that I have already. Great, thank you. Oh, no, great, thank you. Um, So Kelly, yes. Why would they do? Well, the reason, Kelly, people would charge for dealing with a to contracture is because usually, you're welcome, BLGXO. Let's have a bit of positivity, BLG. Bit of positivity, yeah? Um, Douglas says, looking ream. Is that a word or is that a, is, that a, is that a typo or is that a word? It might be a word. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, Douglas, but I will take it. I'll take it. Because you know, I need the comments, so... I'll take Looking Ream as a comment. Um, it, it's, I mean, unshaven. I am fully aware I was unshaven, Douglas, but I'm off. I'm, I'm off. Half term. Still half term. But I'm back tomorrow. Back at work tomorrow. Um, so I will shave before I see the public. Although you could argue I'm seeing the public now. You could argue I should have shaved before this. Cool. Perfectly reasonable argument. Hard to defend. But uh, hey ho. Um... What's the question? Some surgeons charge an extra for dealing with capsule contracture. Yes. I'm basically sort of replacing all right. I think what you're saying, Kelly, I'm going to pick this. I'm going to um, there's a lot to unpick here. I think what you're saying here, Kelly, is you're having your implants changed and they charge extra if they're going to do a capsulectomy at the time of changing your implants. As opposed to why are they charging me for. Capsule, you know because the first thing to say is what I said a minute ago in terms of revisions and stuff they're usually in the first six to twelve months um, Your, are um, if you're um, having a capsulectomy that's usually years down the line so I'm assuming it's like usually five ten fifteen twenty years down the line for capsulectomy so um, right so you're not saying why charge at all right so I'll tell you why Kelly because there is a world of difference between changing a set of implants one operation and changing a set set of implants with a capsulectomy Um, it is a much bigger operation to do a capsulectomy so if you're changing a set of implants you literally open up the incision uh, take the old implants out you might have to do a little bit to the capsule what's called a capsulotomy just sort of score it around if you're making putting a bigger implant in maybe do a capsulography which means closing it down a bit stitching it together if you're putting a smaller implant in um, so you might need to adjust the in- pocket a bit, but you just, that, that doesn't take long. It's just a little bit, of, little bit of work on the capsule and then you implants in. That's a relatively simple operation. If you're doing a capsulectomy for capsular contracture, so if your implants have gone hard and you're doing an, a capsulectomy, then that is a big operation. You have to cut that whole capsule out. So you're literally dissecting the capsule out, which takes a long time, risk of bleeding, risk of complications goes up. Um, so a changing implants would take an hour, maybe even less. Um, changing implants and doing a capsulectomy, three hours, hours—you know, two, two, two or three hours, much longer in surgery, much more risk because you're doing all that dissection, cutting that all that capsule out, higher risk of bleeding, much more likely to need a drain, much more likely to need uh, or much greater risk of complications such as hematoma, going back to theater, and all these risks which wouldn't be charged for but is therefore incorporated into the initial cost because these are done as fixed price packages. So they don't charge if you have a complication, but they factor the risk of complications in when they're working out the price. So it's a lot more expensive when you're having a capsulectomy, Kelly, because it is a lot more surgery. It's a much bigger operation, higher risk of another capsular contracture after a capsulectomy because it is quite a big dissection and more scarring is caused. So it is a much bigger operation than just doing a change of implants. Kelly, I hope that has, um, yeah, my implants are 18 years old. Um, yeah, they're very hard on both breasts. So that that is, that, that hard tissue needs to be cut out. So that takes a lot longer than if we were just going to take your old implants out and put your implants in again, because your capsule's gone hard. So if you put your old implants back in again, you'd still have that hard capsule around those implants. So that, and that capsule needs to be removed. So that is an, an order of magnitude more. Unfortunately, so it is a big, it is a big cost. So, you know, I tell people well, I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, make this as hard, you know, clear pre-op. You know, if you need a capsulectomy change your implants in the future, when you're having implants, it's more expensive than the, than the initial operation. And another capsule comes quicker because of the capsulectomy being quite traumatic. So it is a bit of a double whammy, Kat, Kelly, and a bitter pill to swallow. Sorry about that. Jade, back in the house, what you got? When doing a full tummy tuck, if the person's belly button has fallen off from where they had a belly piercing, can you make a new one from the excess skin? Let's hope I made sense. Jade didn't make great sense about the belly button falling off, I'm gonna be honest with you. Belly button falling off from where you had a belly piercing. Falling off, but I'm gonna rise above it and I'm gonna push through. Um, The answer is yes, you can make a new belly button, basically Jade. So if you haven't got a belly button, it fell off when you had a piercing. Um, can that happen with a piercing? Maybe it can. Uh, to be honest with you, sometimes you, the belly button can die when you do a tummy tuck. Um, so, you know, it, there's a guy um, who will routinely take the belly button off and make a new one when he does a tummy tuck. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the answer is yes, Jade. You can make a new belly button. That's simple. That's probably the easiest thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. You, you did make sense jade and, and you can do that um what have we got here jess i'm eight days post-op now and i'm feeling amazing yeah amazing well jess i'm looking ream apparently so uh, you're feeling amazing i'm looking ream okay um i understand thank you is the recovery much worse kelly um i wouldn't say much worse i mean the incision's the same so the but it is more you're more likely to need a drain, therefore you're more likely to stay overnight. So with a change of implants without a capsulectomy, you are um, likely to um, go home same day. With a change of implants and capsulectomy, you're more likely to need to stay overnight because there may well be a drain there. Um, and yes, it will be a bit worse, a bit more uncomfortable, you know, a bit more swollen, take a bit longer to settle just because it is a bit of operation, but not hugely worse, not hugely worse to see as the, the scarring is the same and, and what have you jade i mean where the bar was too heavy if that makes sense do you mean the the um the the belly button uh has pulled through the 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 belly button piercing has pulled through the person's putting that's fallen off from where they yeah i mean if it's just pulled through then you can definitely make a new belly button by just incising the original belly button inside where the piercing was so keep the same stalk and just incise it You, you just cut it um inside where the piercing was so you don't go anywhere near the piercing i mean obviously you have to have it re-pierced but it sounds like your piercing has fallen through so um the 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 that that situation jade i don't necessarily think hi dr katie um i don't necessarily think you would need a new um belly button made i think you would be able to keep the same belly button that you've got but just using the bit inside the bit where your piercing has fallen through i think but having said that, if you do need a new belly button, you could have a new one made as part of a tummy tuck. That that would be that would be acceptable pr- procedure. Debbie mclaren Smith is in the house. I've booked to have implants removed and replaced in Belgium in December. They're five two five, and I want them smaller three fifty stroke four hundred, and need an uplift. What's the downtime with an uplift compared to replacement of implants? That um, Debbie McLaren Smith. That's one of my questions. It might have been from you, so there you go. What's the recovery for uplift and implants? Roughly how long before i be able to return to fitness and sleep as usual? When can I sleep on my front? Okay, so there you go. Let's do that question now. So, um, what's the downtime? Complete Well, it's the, the Debbie. It's quite a bit more compared to just replacement of implants because obviously the uplift. The uplift is 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 a, quite a big. Deal more than just having a change of implants just having a change of implants as I say you'd have your original incision used so you just have a straight line incision to heal so it's not quite much to heal obviously you'd be swollen a bit uncomfortable and things but it's not too it's not too much um, hello hello <laughs> um with a Um, with an uplift with implants, you've got a lot more incisions. You've got the incision around the nipple, you've got the incision going down, you may have an incision in the fold and it's tight. That's the whole point of an uplift. You've got to close it tight. So it's, it's tight and you've got to worry about your wound healing. So your wound healing and your recovery process will be longer and your risks will be greater when you're having a lift with implants But it's not all bad news. The shape will be better, particularly if you're downsizing. It's not a bad idea to have an uplift if you're downsizing, because obviously if you're downsizing your implants, your breasts might sag um, more. So that that uplift will tighten up any sag. So it's it's not a bad idea to do it, but it will mean that you um, will have more scarring to heal. You'll have more dressings. You won't be able to shower. Well, in my hands, I don't know. It depends on what they do in Belgium. I don't know what they do in Belgium, but um you may well not be able to shower and stuff straight away you might have dressings on and i usually have dressings on for weeks but, but uh, for a week sorry not weeks did i say weeks for a week um and and the, and the shape will take the shape will look weird the shape usually looks weird with a with an uplift um it looks weird with implants to be honest with you just start with but it looks even more weird when you have an, an uplift so the recovery is uh is um, certainly longer in terms of shape settling, wounds healing. You hope the wound's going to be healed in a week or two, um, but the shapes does take a few months for it to settle. I normally say it starts to settle at three months, quite a long time. How long be able to return to fitness? So that, sorry, I know that's not your question, Debbie, but I've got another question over here, um, which is about uplifting implants, fitness. I normally say lower body stuff after two weeks: stepper, exercise, bike, walking, things like that. Nothing with impact. Nothing with your upper body four to six weeks with your upper body um assuming everything heals well and assuming you feel fine go into it slowly and, and build up basically um when can i sleep on my front after not uplifted implants when can i see your front i don't know i'd probably say listen to your body i think i don't think you're going to be able to feel you feel like it for the first few months i'm going to say three to six months i don't know if anyone out there has had a uplifted implants that are going to help me with this when can you sleep on the front i'm going to say three to six months with sleeping on your front i don't really know exactly but um at the end of the day i would say listen to your body because it doesn't matter what we say your body will get into comfortable position at night so you might find yourself sleeping on your front or your side or whatever and if it's comfortable i would say carry on i normally get to people to wear a bra day and night for a month personally Let's say other people do different periods of time and i think the bra is helpful for the first month but um but yeah but yeah, so an, an uplift does add an order of magnitude, but will give you a better shape. So uh, it's the yin and the yang, Debbie. Uh, Linda Tanbini, good bit of uh, Terry's in the house. Pick up yourself, Terry. Nice to see you. Linda Tanbini, um, I'm three weeks post-op, uplifting implants, and still very sore to touch. I can feel my whole implant when I touch my breasts. Is this normal? Um well, is this normal? Um, first thing, Linda, three weeks is early days, number one, right? Um, second thing, Linda, I don't think you're my patient. If you are my patient, come and see me, give us a ring and stuff like that. But if you're not my patient, it's always good to talk to your surgeon. Three weeks is quite, you know, fresh. But um, uh, I'm not surprised if they're still sort of su- touch. Um, I don't know even if I feel my whole implant, but yeah, it's, you can, at three weeks, you might well be able to basically. So I wouldn't worry about things like that too much at three weeks. Jim, um, would you know what, Linda? We're not going to do anything at three weeks anyway. Um, so it's just letting it settle and see how you are. I mean, if you're very slim, there is a risk that you'd be able to feel your implants. You know, I normally say, look, if you can feel your rib cage, you're going to be able to feel your ri- implants. You know, if you're very slim, that there is a risk of that. Um, certainly putting it under the muscle might help. Um, but you know, that, that, that is always a thing. If, if you put, if you put implants in and you're slim and you can feel your skeleton, how can we hide the implants if you can't hide your ribs? Cause we're not going to put it behind the ribs because otherwise it wouldn't have an effect. So if you can, you know, so that is one thing. Um, so it's, it's really something that probably needs talking to your surgeon with and. Them examining you and seeing what's what and seeing if you if it's if it's on on track, but I wouldn't be too worried about these sorts of things at three weeks. Um, Linda, personally, I've got a question here. Look at this using the question, How did you do that? Love Tish has asked a question, Loser, that's brilliant. What to look out for when choosing the right surgeon? I typically go for before and after pictures, but everyone is different, so I'm unsure. Thanks, yeah. Before and after pictures, right? Love Tish. Number one, I would say personal recommendation. If you know someone, uh, it's the same as anything. Same as having a building, you know, having an extension done, plumber, anything like that. You question? The, there's, there's a question mark at the bottom of the screen, is there? Well, there you go. Um, um, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same with having a builder or your extension. I would say if you got, if you know anyone who's had it done or, or what have you, then personal recommendation is probably the best. I would say. Um, Obviously not only a lot of people talk about it and, and it's not common um, for people to discuss it. GP might be helpful. People don't like, again, going to the GP and asking about these sorts of things, but uh, they will know your r- local plastic surgeons, so it might be useful to ask some advice from your GP. Um, and then reviews. As I say, I'm a bit, I don't know if you were here earlier. i do not sure if want go on about it, but um, yeah, anyway, reviews is is what you should look out for um love look for reviews on online um and then go and see the the people i suppose and, and see if you can get a feel for them ring up the office get some information from them see if you get a feel basically is my advice on that one but i would say to you love tish it's hard i think everyone finds it hard there's no easy way of doing it but um, personal recommendation number one gp's good if you feel comfortable doing that and then looking at reviews before and afters also um definitely but before and afters can be uh, misleading and confusing so just you know be careful doing too much on you before and after saying I want those ones and you're like well hold on your body's different to that one so you know it's good but you know Kirsty Jackson's here um what where are we thank you very helpful uh Jade what whereabouts is your clinic might need to come to you once i've had my weight loss surgery absolutely jade um my clinic is in h baston jade in birmingham and my instagram is paused due to poor connection that's great isn't it um yeah it's in birmingham sorry instagram did it pause then poor connection wi-fi um yeah lovely to see you jade and good luck with your surgery Oh, here we go. Debbie, where are you located? Look at this, getting business left, right, and center. Maybe I should not shave more often. Um, So um, Edgebaston, Debbie, Edgebaston in Birmingham in the UK. Um, Linda, my surgeon has blocked me from all forms of contact. I feel the edges of them and feel like they are moving about a lot. Linda, what are you on about? Three weeks post-op? Your surgeon has blocked you <laughs> can that be right Linda what what have you done Linda um, well how can they block you Linda if you've got a problem you've got, you' got maybe not the surgeon but maybe the, the 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 clinic or the the hospital or or whatever you you should have a, a line of of communication if you're if you're concerned at three weeks I mean I think this is um this is not Maybe don't try and contact the surgeon directly. Maybe go for 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 the place where you you had it done, the hospital or the, you know, the people you you contacted when you first. Doesn't sound good, does it? Um, as I say, if you are slim, then then you might be able to feel the edges. As I say it's not a worrying thing, Linda. Thank goodness, because if you said it's red and hot and swollen, I'd be like, oh my God, go and see your surgeon straight away. So I don't know where you stand there, but um, I won't be too worried about it. Um, moving about a lot. Of stuff. As I, as I said three weeks you know it's not these aren't worrying signs but you do need to be you know supported um, because a lift with implants is a big deal so um, crikey I would just say go to the hospital Linda or or, or, or not go there ring the hospital or, or ring the ring the place where you had it done and and uh, try and I can't believe your surgeon would blocked you that sounds a bit ominous oh my god says debbie yeah oh my god jay thank you debbie linda was he uk based yeah linda was he uk based um debbie this happened to my friend too oh, me, debbie cheeky question are birmingham prices more reasonable than london no idea debbie no idea uh i've got no idea about prices um i mean we're only an hour away on the train i can't believe i don't know whether london's more or birmingham's more but it's got more space and you know we've got lots of facilities in birmingham yeah i don't know debbie give us a ring or if you want to know you can go on the website and say request a quote and you can get uh, we'll email you prices and stuff uh yes you can get a quote debbie you can you can do it on the internet or you can message us with your uh, email and the the procedure um that you're interested in. What was it? Oh, yeah, lift with implants, changing implants and lift. Um, yeah, we can give you quotes. That's fine. Um, maybe a quote. London prices are crazy, are they? Yeah, well, then go Birmingham, then. Go Birmingham, Debbie. I'm sure we're. Oh, look, we've got another question. Look at that. This is brilliant. Love Tish again. our patients expect to be at a certain weight before surgery, or is it more related to BMI? tish yeah it is more related to bmi we do work on bmi and i know a lot of people say oh bmi is not accurate and all that And i know it isn't but it's probably the best we've got i wouldn't say they're expected to be a certain way and by the way love tish i love the fact that you've used the question mark facility twice now on instagram so can you all just if you're on instagram use the question mark facility like tish did oh, brilliant you don't have to you can type it in um but um what was the question again Oh, BMI, yeah. So surgeons are different with this one, um, Tish. And some will insist on a certain BMI, maybe before even seeing you. Certainly, so the NHS, it used to be like that. Um, 25, it was on the NHS. Private sector, usually 30 is, I think, what is standard. And when they've written papers and stuff, they've looked at a BMI of 30. And, you know, I think so. I think it's reasonable to look at a BMI of 30, but I don't have it written in stone, Tish, because. I feel it needs to be stable. I think it's very important. So you don't want to falsely get your weight down to have surgery and then not feel comfortable that weight and then put it back up again. And um, so even if it's below 30, if you want to lose weight, I think it is good to get it, get it where you want it to be. you know. And similarly, if it's above 30 and you're happy and you don't want it to, especially if you've lost weight, a lot of people have gone up from you know, 40 to 32 or something like that you know i think if you if you have you know if you're happy and stable with your weight even if it's above 30 you probably will have a higher rate of complications you may not got quite get quite as good aesthetic result but as i say it's better than falsely losing the weight have surgery and then put it back on again afterwards so it's more of a discussion with the patient rather than looking at an absolute number if you were going to look at an absolute number it is usually bmi we look at rather than the weight and uh, as i say bmi 30 is where people tend to look at but there's nothing sort of written in stone on that one. Um, Debbie, do you offer lipo too? Yeah, of course, Debbie, come on. Plastic surgeon here, I mean, I might not look like it at the moment, but I'm a plastic surgeon. We do lipo, yeah, we do lipo, of course we do. Linda, what's going on, Linda? I feel sorry for you, Linda, I'm a bit worried about you. My friend had surgery at the same time as me and wasn't happy with her outcome and had a disagreement with him. After that, he refused to see me and walked out and i was blocked on whatsapp and social media sorry i should have added this was poland i had my surgery i feel so silly i should have just done it in the uk crikey linda i mean the yeah i don't um yeah oh they refused to see me and walked out and i was blocked on whatsapp crikey um well linda presumably you, what I would say to you is when you think about how you first got into contact with them, they must've had some kind of Asian or something in the UK do they? I don't, I don't quite know how it works to be honest with you, but I'm assuming they have a point of contact in the UK and maybe you had an appointment in the UK. Did you? So I would go that route. I would go that point of contact in the UK. I can't believe it's WhatsApp and social media. They must have a office with a website and a phone number, email address and stuff. Um, because I would, you know, I would say, look, you've got a clinical concern that you can, you know, feel the implants, etc. Because I do think there is a duty of care, but it is difficult. I mean, it is difficult, Linda. That's why I've written my book. Yeah, this guy here, it's him, me, has written the book. Yeah, never accept to lift from strangers. You know, you do have to do your research, Linda. It's not helpful to you now is it yeah. um but yeah that's what i would do i would look if they've got a sort of um point of contact place in the uk they must have a nurse or someone or some clinic or something does he come up anyway um that's a terrible thing then that's happened to you and i do feel for you i'm sorry to hear that um if i traveled to the uk for inverted nipple creation how long would i need to stay in the uk for now interesting this question going back to linda's question about the poland surgery i do not advise people to travel for surgery if they can avoid it so that means i do not advise people who are in the uk to go to poland or turkey or whatever doesn't matter any you know abroad basically Um, and similarly i wouldn't particularly advise people abroad to come to the uk for surgery you know, it works both ways. And, you know, I don't know much about this question. I don't know where this patient is or what the the, um, background is, but the bottom line is, if you are uh, uh, looking for surgery, ideally look for surgery close to you. As I said, we're in a book, how to look for a a plastic surgeon. The book is based on UK and UK training and how to look for a surgeon in the UK. But there are very good, very well-respected surgeons in every country and the problem is I don't know how to choose a good surgeon in Poland. I don't quite know what the training structure is and uh, uh, and what have you. So I find it difficult to advise how to find a good surgeon in, in those countries, but wherever you are, there will be good fully trained plastic surgeons in your country. There are good fully trained plastic surgeons all over the world. So wherever you are, I would say look for a fully trained plastic surgeon in your country and you would be better off having surgery in your country. Having said that, you're asking the question, if you were coming, you, it wouldn't be unreasonable, I guess, for an inverted nipple correction. It's not like a huge procedure. There are risks, there are potential complications with inverted nipple correction, but they're not as big as with some other surgeries. So um, uh, it's usually done under a local anesthetic, which is a, you, you stay awake, in and out. We do it on the same um, day as your consultation if you wish. We have see and treat service where you come in and you have it done on the same day as your consultation. What are we Dissolvable sutures so you don't need a huge amount of aftercare usually you can have problems bleeding bruising swelling Probably the big one with inverting nipple question is recurrence the nipple can get pulled back in again So therefore, you might have to have it done again um, So those are the things so I would probably say if you're having it done minimum time would be a week So after a week we take the dressing off if everything looks okay Then you could probably you know eight days or something go you know, then go home afterwards um um would be fine because you're quite mobile and it's not a big op with risk of dvts and things like that but as i say general rule if you're coming to uk anyway it might be reasonable but i wouldn't particularly think i don't know where you are whoever's asking this question but i wouldn't particularly think it'd be worth traveling to the uk for this surgery in my view but you know if you feel that you're going to get much better treatment in the uk then by all means you you can make that judgment particularly for something like inverted nipple but um, as a general rule, I don't advise people to travel for surgery. And that, as I say, works both ways. People from the UK going abroad, people from the abroad coming here. Um, here we go, Linda, what's she got? Um, Linda, I had no contact uh, in UK. It was a Facebook group I found them on and he was recommended by a few of my friends. We oh, yeah, so much for my advice to go with someone you recommended by a friend. Um, I used email as formal contact and they have told me not to message anymore and contact surgeon directly. But I cannot do that as he has blocked me on WhatsApp. How long would I have to wait until I can go for surgery in UK? Will it still be six months? Thank you for your advice." What's well, a tricky one that Linda because um, well just first of all I would go back to them and say look it's already well you telling me this to contact the surgeon. I haven't got a contact number for him because he's, he's, he's blocked my, me on WhatsApp so I can't contact him is what I would say. I think that would be not unreasonable. Don't even, I mean, this is one of the problems. Who do you go to, to complain with this? You know, normally say go say people who are members of BARBs and BAPRAS in this country, the plastic surgery associations. You know, if we treated patients like that, quite rightly, we would be um, pulled up in front of our professional organizations and um, well kicked out, frankly, if you treat patients like that, because that is completely unacceptable what's happening to you, Linda. Uh, it is, you know, you've had a medical procedure that you need to be looked after. Um, uh, with and that is unacceptable and I'm sorry that you've had this so that is what I would say to you to do in terms of how long you'd have to wait to go for surgery in the UK my question in my mind I'm thinking what surgery Linda I mean what are we gonna do you can feel the implants I mean if they're on top of the muscle maybe we could change the plane and put it underneath the muscle but it is hard it's a hard thing to, to treat when you can feel the implants and is the problem just that you can feel the implants can you actually see them Have you've got visible rippling because if you haven't got visible rippling um and you can just feel the implants i would say well let it settle i wouldn't go rushing into any surgery i mean the only way to get more cover is to put on weight to do fat grafting over the top that might be an option to fat graft over the top of the implant or to um change the plane if they are on top of the muscles put them under the muscle um but i wouldn't go rushing into any of these i've got to be honest with you linda they've all got risks. they've all got complications so um in terms of when would you go for revision surgery it very much depends on what the problem is if you've got an expanding hematoma you go for revision surgery this you know tonight or tomorrow morning but if you you know so you've got an active painful terrible problem you go for revision surgery much quicker than if you've got a problem that might actually sort itself out you'd wait a lot longer so 6 to 12 months i think would be not unreasonable linda but I don't even know in my mind from what you're saying. I don't even know what we would do if you can. If it's just the fact you can feel the implants, that might be a difficult problem to correct. And I do think it, there is a duty for your people in Poland to at least talk to you and try and get you through this, which is what it's all about—getting people through this stuff. Um, so that is what it is all about, Linda. So I'm wishing you good luck with that because it's you—you—you—you've got a, um. You got a bad. Bad thing happening there, to be honest with you, Linda. That's bad. Um, love, Tish. Love your questions. Me again, lol. What's the best treatment for keepers going post surgery? And is this usually included within the aftercare package? Um, no, it isn't, love, Tish. Um, now Debbie McLaren sent a request to be in my video. You're welcome to be in the video, Debbie, if you want. Um, but usually people do that by accident. Because I will, the video will come into your living room. So if you want to, just let me know, and I'll I will accept it. Um, So for keloid surgery, uh, keloid scars, keep an eye on them. uh, And there's nothing you can do. No, I font. No, I font. No, I font. Um, Yeah, it was a misclick. Yeah, it's easily done. Um, So um, keloid scars difficult problem to fix and usually not included in the surgery price, there's um, different sorts of treatments. First of all, massage and, and, and moisturize, there's nothing you can do to prevent them, so if you have got a history of keloid scars, it's something to be aware of and you've got to decide whether you want surgery or not, that's the first thing, because that's basically it, you either decide not to have surgery, you can't really do anything in the surgery to reduce your risk of keloid scarring, um, uh, and if you do notice they start to become keloid, then as I say, moisturize and massage first instance, then you can try silicone strips or silicone gel, which you can buy over the counter. You can buy them in, in the pharmacy. You don't need prescription for them or anything. 23 hours a day, wear them all, all the day. You can't massage as well, do one or the other. And then you move on to things like steroid injections. We usually do one steroid injection if uh, for free, but then we charge for future steroid injections. So it would be something that, that would I don't know what everyone else does, but you may well have to pay if you do get problems like keloid. It's a rare problem. I've never had one. Uh, I have treated one from another doctor. The patient moved, you know, house and came down to here and I was treating her. But um, it's a pretty rare, I'm assuming you're talking about breast augmentation. I don't know why I'm assuming that. Anyway, it's not a common problem, but it is a. It is difficult. Keloid scars are a difficult problem to treat and it may well be... Um, uh chargeable if you like after if you get that after surgery um what's going on with linda what we got my card i got that tells me what size my implants are say that the position of my implant is (laughs) subferral (laughs) subferral please tell me that's a typo subferral subfascial must be subfascial yes um I've tried to Google this to find out what that means, but have had no luck. Is fascial, Linda. Is fascial. F A S C I A L. Fascial. Subfascial. I can type it. It will probably be sub sub oops. Subfascial. I spelled that right. It's underlined it. So I spelled it right. Is that going in the message? Definitely says subferral on the card. I've never heard of subferral, um, Linda, but subfascial is normal. Um, is it? It, um, subfascial is a normal plane. I often use them subfascial. So basically, the, broadly speaking, Linda, you can get into um, nuances, but broadly speaking, they're either on top of or below the muscle. Um, uh, they're either submuscular or subglandular, glandular being the breast. Um, and subfascial... or, or i'm thinking it's special and they especially if it's handwritten they probably oh it's poland do i maybe well i don't know maybe in poland feral means muscle but um yeah um, i shouldn't i shouldn't assume anything linda is the rest of it in english on your card because feral might be a polish word for muscle so it might be under muscle and the other thing you can do linda is put your hands on your hips and push down tense your pec major muscles and see if your breasts move if your breasts move when your pec moves, then they might be under the muscle. So if you tense your pecs and see if your breasts move, that might suggest they're under the muscle, but sub-fascial is on top of the muscle. So if it, if it does indeed mean sub-fascial, then um, that would be on top of the muscle. So again, that would be an option if you can see the implants or feel the implants here, putting them under the muscle will give it another layer of cover. However, it's just here it covers it. They don't cover it here. Can you see? don't cover it here so it just covers it here not here not this quadrant it only covers the upper quadrant not the lower outer it covers the upper inner quadrant not the so you if you can you might still be able to feel the implants out here but anyway that's an option to put them sub glandular. but as i say i wouldn't rush into anything linda um corin is in the house and she's late where you been corin i'm late to the party six week six days and counting my god we've got i'm counting the, i've got it on my wall as well i'm counting them off corin six ways six six weeks six days and counting how exciting good to see you here um what have i got i've got this question here which says do we offer nose operations at our clinic um one word answer no well i'm assuming you mean rhinoplasty i mean we take moles and stuff off nose but rhinoplasty is one of those ones which i decided a long time i was going to do, go i wasn't going to do rhinoplasties it's a tricky tricky operation it's um in a way a bit like ears i think ears are tricky as well um we do do prominent ears or i say we do Kurum does it, the other the other guys do I, I don't i don't do them anymore i used to do them but let's say they're tricky um and a noses a long time ago i i, I said look i am not doing noses I think you need someone who does a lot of noses if you want to do it, if you want your nose done, Um, because it is tricky. There's very, very subtle, very nuanced operations. Small adjustments can have major changes. So um, no is the answer to that, unfortunately. Stiano signing off. If you have a question not covered in today's show, then send it over to info at using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.